Welcome to the Broken Campfire podcast, episode 26. It's a special episode, a bite-sized episode dedicated to Ghost of Tsushima, which we promised like two or three episodes back. But we've got some people who are on vacation, we've got some people who were taking forever to be the game, and now <laughs> I'm joined with uh, three of my campfire friends. We've got John. Uh, today I'll be known as Samurai John, thank you. We've got Samurai John, and we've got uh, Vito. You call me Lord Vito? Thank you. I'm not going to do that. I, d- I, didn't spend, <laughs> uh, I didn't spend centuries in Lord School to be called uh, regular Vito. And a uh, new voice to the pod, a uh, broken buddy of ours, a friend of the pod, Charlie. What's up, guys? I'll, I'll be the ghost, all right? Oh, no worries. Okay. Right. So, Charlie... We, uh, we've been doing podcasts since November. I'm going to need a brief roundtable about everything you've played in the last eight months. <laughs> Go ahead. And- uh, not much. Um, Dragon Quest and a little bit of Yakuza 0. Nice. And oh, Andy's playing Yakuza 0. How far do you get? I am not very far. I need to get it, back Andy's on not it. that far. I should, you, you, I should. Yeah, you might actually be around where I'm at. I'm on the second character. So I don't know. Oh my god! Oh yeah, he no, we're know we're, we're, we're like, character. Oh fuck! Oh, oh no, fuck. we're kidding. Andy oh. just got there a little bit ago too. <laughs> okay. I was gonna say no. Yeah. We're we're like at the exact same spot. I haven't played it at all since uh, I last. I'm, sh- I'm sure you saw me the last time I played John. That was probably getting close to a month ago. But uh, not for a lack of love for the game. That game is dope as fuck. How many yeah, games out right now? I think I'm gonna games. Go back to it pretty soon. I'm I'm looking for. I'm itching to play it again after uh, that whole um, the karaoke. That's uh, the uh, what's the name of that song? Uh, the, the the one that's become like a meme right now. Oh, oh I don't know, know the name Kira of it, but I know what. Baka, I know, yeah. Baka Mata, right? That sounds about right. Yeah, I played the shit out of that in karaoke. I was like, <laughs> I love this shit. So yeah, I want to go back to it. Hell yeah! All right, well. uh... This isn't a Yakuza podcast, I wish. actually. This is a Ghost of Tsushima podcast. So, Ghost of Tsushima is, uh, I guess, the latest big Sony exclusive that people are falling in love with. Um, my uh, production assistant, Vito, got me some uh, quick facts about the game. Um, it's Pretty moved 2.4 million sales in its first three days. or It moved 2.3, 2.4 million sales in its first three days. So make it making it the fastest selling first party original IP debut. Oh, I, for some reason I thought that was like on Sony, but in general the fastest uh, selling first party original IP debut. That's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Then, I didn't know uh, that. Yeah, no, that is neat. <clears throat> right. And uh, after only three weeks of sales, it was uh, the second best selling game lifetime for the for a PlayStation first party studio in Japan. On PS4, uh, the number one Spider-Man, but apparently Ghost of Tsushima is not that far behind, and it's going to surpass in the next coming weeks. Yeah, it's this, their that, fourth that might best actually launch be of all time. Might have already passed. Not really sure. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, <clears throat> it's their fourth best launch of all time. Sony's fourth best launch, making Jin Sakai one of Sony's iconic heroes. I guess that is the guy you play as. That's, that's the, the man. Ghost of Tsushima. That's the man of the hour. He's going to be a DLC for and, PlayStation uh, All-Stars. It's already confirmed. Let's go. Oh, really? Let's go. No, no, no. PlayStation <laughs> All-Stars. I don't think it's ever going to get a sequel. 
Yeah, I was going to say. Like there's a clone that came out like 10 years ago. It was, was, it it was bad. Right. Uh, no, no, it was right, like right, the right, PS3. It was, it, was, it was awful. Maybe they'll do another I, one. I thought, uh, I thought you were talking I about wish... a game I never heard of, and I was just going oh. along with it. Nah, nah, I was just memeing. <clears throat> um, Multiplayer is coming to the game in a free DLC. And extra difficulty was already added to the game in a post-content or post-launch yeah. content release. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, Legends But uh, I've never played the game. <clears throat> I probably never will. So... Wow. But you're not going to wait till gonna... you hear hear us out. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No. Yeah, I guess <laughs> I, I I'm. That's why we're all here. I just might. I just might play it. You know what? Hey, I'm, I'm on the fence. I it really, might, um, really just might playing. Who knows? I know yeah, Sony has been releasing. Uh, like, uh, what was it that just came out? Uh, Zero Dawn, right? We did talk about yeah. it on PC. yesterday. Yeah, they That's are releasing uh, yeah. exclusive to talk <clears> about it. I I wouldn't be surprised to see this on the PC. I mean, absolutely. Why the I hell mean, not? yeah. Why wouldn't they? Yeah, I mean, especially games that were games that aren't gonna move consoles. You know what I mean? At the very <clears throat> the very end of its life cycle, Ghost of Tsushima, or the very end of the PS4 life cycle, Ghost of Tsushima is unlikely to like motivate anybody to buy a PlayStation. So it would be like a low hanging fruit for them to port over. I could definitely see that happening. But yeah, I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to Vito. Vito, you're going to explain what the hell is Ghost Tsushima and, you know, <clears throat> yeah. convince me to buy it or not. And as we go through, I'm going to record an individual score on a bunch of different sections for people. And we'll come up with the Broken Campfire podcast opinion at the end. Right. If uh, What score do we have to give it for you to buy it? Oh boy! An IGN you know, ten only. Let's go. It's gonna be. It's gonna have to be an eight. Gonna have to be at least an eight five. Easy. If it gets higher than a nine five, if it gets higher than a nine five, we'll buy a PlayStation. All right. Well, I, I don't know about all that, but we'll see. Yeah. You know. All right. So yeah, let's talk about uh, Ghosts of Tsushima. Um, I I think I just want to start with a little exposition uh, about the historical backdrop of this game because it is based on historical events and i think that's one of the super cool things about the game uh so <laughs> just give me a second to get into character here um <clears throat> welcome to broken campfires hardcore history <laughs> the mongol invasions of japan which took place in 1274 and 1281 <laughs> were major military efforts undertaken by Kublai Khan of the Yuan dynasty to conquer the Japanese archipelago. Ultimately a failure, the invasion attempts are of macro-historical importance because they set a limit on Mongol expansion and rank as nation-defining events in the history of Japan. How's that? That was great. You just pretty need good like impression. A, you need a quote, and then you gotta go, end of quote. Fuck How many books did you research for that paragraph? Uh, that's the first sentence from the Wikipedia article <laughs> of the uh, <laughs> invasion of Tsushima. Um, mm. So yeah, so none of us are uh, historians here. We're just a bunch of gamers, a bunch of loser gamers. Uh, Charlie, you mentioned before the pod maybe that you watched some videos on the invasion of Tsushima. I uh, did, so yes. you're the most uh, 
you have the most uh, knowledge about the subject. I'm going right. to refer to you as, as an expert as, on Japanese heritage. Of, of course, so, I uh, am. Yes. You have well, I gotta say, I gotta say, uh, as an outsider, I'm I'm thrilled that our historical expert is a guy who saw a YouTube video about it. <laughs> No, nah, hold yeah. on. Well, he's no, been I'm to Japan call. also. Yeah, okay. That I'm going to come true. to Charlie's that's, age oh, that's here. True. He is that's our true. resident king of Japan. He's the that only person true. who's ever that's been true. there. Yeah. He's so, also playing Yakuza right now, too. I would so, trust right. him more than the prime minister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll be honest. You trust me more than Shinzo Abe? Yeah. He's stepping I, down, right? Isn't he getting I, yes, sick? Yes, he is old? stepping down. Yeah, he's sick. You're next. So, You're next. Right. I, uh, I did watch two videos on it after I viewed it. Just I was curious about what the actual history was. And um, I don't know exactly what time you know they invaded. But when the Mongols did invade, they invaded Tsushima first. And the samurai there got pretty owned fast. Like, they got was, wrecked. They got <clears throat> wrecked. Like instantly. Like you know, within a few days, right. the entire island of Tsushima was taken over. And then the Mongols, uh, when they invaded uh, mainland Japan, that's where they came into trouble and i believe they invaded tsushima twice because uh, after their uh um, first attempt to invade mainland japan didn't happen they it's came the back and and owned tsushima twice so it got owned damn <laughs> so, nice yeah yeah, yeah so um the character in this game jin sakai his uncle and, the and Lord, he's the ghost uh, of tsushima jin sakai right. is the ghost of tsushima yeah um, right, and the cool. Shimura clan, that's his family, are not, they're, they're fictional characters. Um, it's all based off of nobody? I was about to ask that. Yeah, there's like... no, there's no human analogy, uh, to Jin. He may be like the personification of the typhoon that they say, you know, thwarted the Mongol, uh, ships mm-hmm. and stopped the invasion of Tsushima. I think there's like, uh, there's like some engravings on his sword that look like wind or something like that. So, but yeah, there's no, there's no Jin Sakai. So these characters are fictional, but the events are uh, inspired by the real invasion of Tsushima. Uh, samurai didn't exist then as they're depicted in the game with their, you know, you know, like the classic samurai armor that we think of. Um, they, they didn't even use blades apparently. Uh, these uh, 13th century samurai, they preferred uh, bow and arrow. So they definitely took some liberties there. And then a lot of like the ghost moves that you do as Jin are reminiscent of, you know, like ninja stuff that wouldn't come until the 15th century. Um, so I well, just great. thought that now was I the game. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> no, it's based on, you know, there's a historical context, but they definitely took liberties and, uh, and yeah, but, I also just read that off like a Wikipedia article. So so far, yeah. it's a three out of ten. Yeah. Oh, geez, we gotta win them over. Um, so yeah, so I feel I think we should talk about the. I figure we'll talk about the gameplay, and then we could talk about the the actual plot of the game uh, related to the the protagonist and these fictional characters. Um, so yeah, the the combat is definitely the the biggest part of this game, I think. I mean, it's a, it's an action-adventure game, so it's combat and exploration. Uh, what did we think about uh, fighting the Mongols, killing Mongols? I uh, I definitely enjoyed the combat. I definitely enjoyed the gameplay. Like, it was fun. Um, I think that uh, 
Ubisoft is really upset that they did not make Assassin's Creed Japan because, <laughs> I mean, this is basically that. I don't really see how much different it would be. Uh, it's very similar to uh, those Ubisoft style of open world games. Um, yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, I don't really know how much uh, different a Assassin's Creed Japan would be. Yeah, right. but the combat is is awesome though. Like, yeah, you're just for sure. That it's been it's been done before, but the combat yeah. no one's gonna disagree that the combat is fucking sick, right? I mean, it's like super yeah. polished. It's fun killing a bunch of Mongols. The the tension when you're waiting for somebody to strike, and then you you know you strike before him and kill him in one blow is extremely satisfying. Um, right? I mean, I, I definitely done you know, similar uh, things in other video games, you know, like Batman, Arkham Asylum, Assassin's right. Creed. I've seen combat like this before, but I think this is some of the best like that. Yeah, it definitely I like agree. streamlines a lot of those uh, earlier attempts like Batman and Spider-Man too. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a th two big thumbs up off the bat, and I'll tell you what, you know. First, uh... Assassin's Creed, it is fine, it's like that. However, they turn it up just just a little notch by giving you, and Andy, this is for you and for the folks at home here, you got four different fighting styles, and they're all mm. pretty cool. They all have <clears throat> their own moves, and each fighting style is uh, more effective against uh, different types of enemies. So the one you first start with, uh, like the stone style, like your typical, you know, how you think like a samurai in the movies just hold it. And uh, it's good against just like other swordsmen. And then you get the next one is... Um, what is it, water style, and that's good against shield. And then you get wind, and that's good against big guys. No. No, the stuff. Uh, no, wind's good against spear guys, yeah. <clears throat> spear then guys, Then you get yeah. the... Moon. Is moon, the and that's good against guys. big guys. So, you know, you're, you're fighting, you're swapping between the styles, you know, you're finding your favorite, because you really you can use anyone. But, you know, so some are definitely better than others in situations. Uh, I mean, just... The, so the sword play itself, yeah, I think two thumbs up. I mean, the parries feel great. I, I really like... Uh, the dodging feels good, you know, the um, getting more abilities, I guess. The game never felt like left me bored, you know what I mean? Like, even no. at the end of, like, Act 2, I was like, oh, shit, I'm getting more abilities still, like, yeah. more stuff to attack. And then that's so not even starting. Kill yeah, that's not even getting, like, the sword is only one small part of the combat. You still have, like, the bows and all the extra equipment. But what was your guys' favorite equipment? What did, what did you use the most? Uh, I, I like definitely... Go on. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I like the kunai. Um, yeah. Kunai was just like a fun, quick way to kill a bunch of enemies. And uh, later in the game, I started realizing how powerful the smoke bomb was. And it's fucking cool. You just throw it down, and I would do like a triple assassination in the smoke. Yeah. The smoke is cool. Did you Have you guys used the uh, charms? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. The wind chime, the wind chimes, not the charms. The the wind. Oh, the wind chimes. chimes. Uh, yeah. I don't, use the no, wind I don't chimes. Use those too often. And if you're doing stealth, use the wind chimes, and then you can equip a charm that makes them poisonous. Mm -hmm. So, like, I would just when I wanted to take out a few enemies, I would just throw like a bunch of wind chimes across the map, and then like all these guys would die yeah. uh, pretty fast. That was fun. There's um, only almost so many friends. ways to kill Mongols that I would forget about some of them. And then I would, yeah. like, you know, look at them like, oh, that's right. I have, like, sticky bombs, yeah, you know? Sticky bombs are my favorite. I, that was always my go-to. They just tear people up. But I know what but, you mean, though. I would always, like, look back and be like, oh, wait a minute. I still have fire arrows? Uh, yeah. The bow, though, the bow is also absolutely amazing. I'm more of a big bow guy. 
explosive arrows. Mm, explosive arrows, yeah. I mean, you can just take out scores of people, just straight slamming them down with bows. And I like uh, that. What I mean, it feels like good too. The most though is the heavenly strike. You know, heavenly, yeah, yeah. As you was... go through the game, you unlock new techniques. Yeah. That, uh, yeah, heavenly strike is one. Is that the um, like triangle circle, or is that yep. like the L one R one? That's triangle circle. circle. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that one is cool. I like that one. Yeah, that was cool. Like you know, when you're in a group of enemies and you take one down with heavenly strike, and then like a few of them get scared, you get terrified. Them, you know, they get terrified and they fall on the ground. That was pretty fun. Yeah, and then if you make your way through the game, you've been uh, ghost with the ghost mode or ghost. Yeah, you know, it's screen turns all yeah, ghost mode. So uh, like two thirds of the way through the game, you unlock what's called ghost mode, and <laughs> like as you kill people without getting hit, you build a meter. And when you, you know, you have the meter full, you use it, and the screen goes, like, black and white, and all enemies just get killed in one hit, and it's just kind of, like, stylized. Uh, it's pr pretty, pretty neat. neat. This is the most style, one of the most stylish games out there. I mean, this is the kind of game where you're playing it. If someone wants to, you know, watch you play, sit on the couch next to you, you're going to stream, they're going to have a good time. It's just badass. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I, I, we were watching you play um, for most of your playthrough, and we were having yeah. good times. Okay, so we, we didn't talk about uh, where we're all at in the game, actually, which is kind of relevant to this this pod. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Charles, none of us Charlie's even played the game. game right? <laughs> Charlie, you <have> 100% <laughs> defeated the game. You've got your platinum trophy, right? Yes, that's the first and probably the only uh, PlayStation 4 platinum I'll ever get. So you must love this game. Uh, <laughs> no, it's okay, but I definitely had problems with it not gameplay yeah i mean we'll, we'll talk fine. about it yeah all right so Vito, where are you at with just, the game i'm <laughs> similar to where you're at i'm in act don't three. even say that okay well, well let me explain <laughs> i'm in act three which i'm assuming is the last act um yeah. and i feel like i really don't have much left to do story-wise but i've ignored much of the side shit that oh, no. i know john has a hundred i Basically, 100% of the first island, um, or the first part of the island, and I say basically because Destroyer. I think there's like 29 things to do, and I did like 28, literally, because I, I, I didn't realize I missed one. And then the second island, I got fed up with all the busy work, and I just skipped most yeah. of it, um, and just started punching through the the main story there is a lot of busy work and that's where i got bogged down it's a lot fun of... work no it's but, rewarding but, but you, you know, also got a platinum charlie and we'll get into it if it wasn't for that busy work all the stuff you get for all the costumes all the accessories they'd be in a fucking store that you'd have to pay for that's why i am grateful for the that's, busy work. That's fair enough. All right, so okay. let's save the, yeah, we'll the it, cons and stuff. Let's just talk yeah, about yeah, yeah, yeah. things we like. We'll talk about... Okay, sure. Uh, I don't know if we're done with the combat or whatever, but John, wh where are you at in the game? I have... I'm on Act 3. I have completely freed and done all the side stuff on the first two islands, and I'm just, like, zigzagging my way up the third one before I do any of the story missions. Right, um, okay. So two of us haven't actually beat the game, so call us fake gamers but i i feel we're not allowed played to enough give of the game that yeah we're not allowed to give yeah. a review i i feel like i've played enough that i could give you a solid opinion of the game um but yeah so that's that's where we're all at um yeah so we're talking about combat i think none of us could disagree that the combat is uh is pretty awesome 
Um, now the you know other other parts of the gameplay are these little uh, little side things. So you got the uh, fox shrines, which are basically you move around the map, you see a fox, and you have to follow it for a little bit, and it leads you to a little shrine that you pray at and you get a charm. Then there's the uh, what are the climbing things called? The climbing puzzles are they just called shrines or something? Yeah, those are shrines. Those were I really enjoyed those actually. The, I thought those I were really fun. All right, dang it's it's fo- yeah. Fox Den, Fox Den, and then Fox and then the shrines. The shrines, yeah. So the, the shrines are like these uh, climbing puzzles, or you have to get to the top of a of a mountain where there's a shrine to pray at, and um, it's like Assassin's Creed parkour. Um, it's kind of like a little puzzle because you have to figure out. You know how to get around broken bridges and things like that. There might be paths that are kind of like dead ends, um, and that leaves you to a charm. And then there's the bamboo challenges, and then there's just other collectibles in the game. But that's like the other gameplay, other than fighting people. Um, what do you guys think about all those things? Yeah, like John uh, said, the you already know the I call them busy were work. Amazing. Uh, they were really fun to just climb up, and then once you prayed at uh at one of the shrines like the camera panned out that that was actually like i had like a nitpick just the camera was so close to the character and it was really nice like after you're done with the shrine it kind of pans out so you can see most of the island that was like i I always enjoyed that so john uh okay so the fox dens are i would say the most annoying but i don't think there's a single fox den where you're chasing the fox for more in like 45 seconds so they're so small and meaningless to me like i just didn't i just like yeah i'll do it whatever do it i agree on. but you know what i'm playing on uh so we're all of us are playing on lethal mode except for charlie i think because it wasn't released no yet. no charlie no, did I, halfway I beat it, through I beat it. He, yeah, he switched I beat it over okay so all of us are playing on lethal mode so the game's not super easy um I mean, we, we we can talk about difficulty a little bit after this because it's maybe a little more complicated than that. But oh, I think so. You get you get charms uh, from these fox dens and uh, charm slots from the shrines, and you need those things because the game's hard, and you know you you want those things so you could progress through the game. And I felt like it was like annoying that I had to do these little fox dens to get these charms. Like the first couple times, it's cute. Um, it definitely adds to just kind of like the world building um, and the atmosphere of the game. And it's just really pretty. I don't know, to chase this little fox around. But after like, you know, the 10th one, it's just kind of like tedious. It's tedious, busy work. Um, and uh, yeah, that's really how I felt about it. It's it's not bad. I, there's other games that do similar things like that. It's just not my kind of thing like i don't, I don't really want to chase down every fox den on the map the the shrines were a little bit more fun you're right because they're kind of like a puzzle where you have to figure out how to get to the top um but you know those i could kind of take or leave either i like the bamboo challenges those are cool they're just quick and easy to do and they're you know a fun little mini game all right um i got a counterpoint all right and i think i i don't know if the game is designed this way to me it sure seems like it but it's so when you started, when we started, you know, yelling at you on the stream to go back and do the extra stuff, yeah. it's so much of the map, like in shadow, you know, a fog of war, you had to go around and look for all this stuff and go to it. The thing is, like, when you're doing the occasional, 
like uh, Fox Den, and you're chasing it, that's making you go through the map, and you're highlighting other things, right? You know what I mean? They're popping up, so that later <coughs> I can just go, oh, I want to fast travel here because they've already discovered like something next to it. Yeah. And I think that's the the biggest thing with the the reinforcements or whatever. The when you're trying to free the people and you gotta do little you know villages where you defeat the Mongols, because those put up a giant bubble around like the area, and you can see. So like, I, I, there was very little like running from place to place to me. It was more like I've got a fast travel right next to this. I'm gonna fast travel to it, and then I'm gonna walk like ten feet. But I feel like it's like an avalanche, you know. Like the more stuff you do, the easier it is to do the other stuff. Uh, and I guess maybe that's not. That's fair enough. Good, because I... a lot of people don't want to do all this stuff. But that's how it felt like for me. I was like, oh well, on my way to this, I've already seen the hot springs, so I'll just pop over there next. And then you know, little clusters. I was very happy to have the fast travel after, uh, I guess, like recently playing Red Dead 2 and not having any fast travel and having to travel halfway across the map for shit. I was like very happy. And especially it was in this not game, Charlie, annoying. because this game is the world and this is not Red Dead <laughs> where there's things there's like, yeah, in, yeah. Okay, there, it, it's the, empty. It's empty. It's empty. There's not, you know, there's yeah. side quests. Um, there's this this stuff that I call busy work that maybe, yeah. um, you know, maybe that's that's too harsh because um, I've seen games do it far worse. Uh, and it there is a practical nature, like you said, like things like the fox dens. You know, it just helps take you to parts of the map that you haven't been. Um, but yeah, the world is stunning absolutely stunning but it feels empty because there's not really much to do um in my opinion so yeah I, d I did enjoy that i could fast travel um in the game but yeah so i guess that's how we feel about the the side stuff oh, oh yeah one more i also yeah. i think it, it balances because you were having a little bit more difficult than me and kurt playing but the thing is by the time i got to the third act i have Every single upgrade, like already, like everyone, I, I I have no more need for um ability points. You know what I mean? So like when I'm fighting enemies, I have like so much more health than you because I've gone to all the hot springs. I feel like the game is I don't want to say more balanced, but it was definitely I was having a less hard time. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, I couldn't have like an, no enemy could like one shot me. Yeah. You get, I mean, I definitely got my ass kicked early, but then once you yeah. start to build up, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the progression is fast, like, you, you do get a lot of equipment pretty fast, and you start to build up, and then by the end of the game, like, you know, no enemy is challenging you, which, I'm you know, that's fine, you skip, that's, that's good. Yeah, but if you skipped a lot of, like, the hot springs or the side yeah. stuff, or you didn't, like, alright, I can understand skipping some of the fox stuff, but Vito was skipping, like, the blue quest, like, to give you, like, extra moves, and I was like... Dude, you gotta do those. Yeah, I mean, they got kind of jumbled in in my frustration, where I was like, you know what, I, you know, I felt like I was playing the game for 15 hours and I hadn't done any story things, and I was just doing a lot of busy work. That busy work that didn't feel like like the fox dens. That doesn't feel like gameplay to me. Um, you know, that's not gameplay. Like me following a thing. Yeah. Uh, so well, I, I feel like the fox you. dens weren't yeah. really that big of like what John I, I said. They, they were, they were like, like sixty like, seconds. The fox dens it. didn't bother me. It was the other the the other like side quests that were. There's also like, a haikus. The haikus um, were awful. Which are, are what, what? How do you feel about those? Oh, he said they're they awful. Were just, they were they're just awful. like really silly. I thought yeah, I thought they were fun. Whatever, it was fine. But, like that's like adding flavor to the game. Like the haiku, you know, you're getting I, into the. 
mind of the samurai. I, I really didn't mind those. I, I agree actually with you would there. look for those. And you get a headband from it. It's yeah, cool. I, I agree haikus. with you that it adds flavor to the game. It builds the atmosphere. I think it's just the sheer amount of them that it's it's like this is not gameplay at this point. Me yeah. searching through the tree for my favorite uh you know verse in this haiku. But I won't I don't want to like, take the points away from the game because that also is something uh that other games you know, I haven't seen that in other games. That that really elements like that in this game. Um, how, how do I say this is a very artsy game and I appreciate it it's very beautiful and romantic and things like that do add to the atmosphere so I, I don't want to like knock that completely but right. just all these things added up kind of felt like busy work after doing it for the 20th time but um, speaking of like the haikus if they were not in the game do you think you would have like missed it at all you know I I think if there was like an update and they took them out, yeah, I kind of would. Really? Like I was. I mean, I wasn't annoyed like fucking, by them. I like them better than the fox dens. I would say really? the fox oh. dens are my lowest tier for the little side quests. And then everything else, I thought was yeah, I was like okay, I'll look for these. The problem with me with the hike, we don't have to talk about this more than this, but like the problem oh with God. the haikus were just like, all right, so you would sit there and you would, you know, get you were, you're given three options every time. Meditating, yeah. You're meditating. But I feel like you would pick one option and then in the second or third string of options, it really, like, it didn't flow together. Like, no. I felt like many of the haikus that I made did not make sense. Like, it's I wrote one nonsense. down. Ocean uh, out of I'm reach. Gonna, I want everyone to find their best haiku for next right. week and then post it. <laughs> well, well I have one, one written down. Jesus, I have one John, written you're down. Oh, shit. Yeah. So I have homework. a few that I wrote down, but this is just one that I remember. Fuck, right, I'm not right prepared. Ocean out of reach. An unknown world teems with life. Nowhere left to go. Wow, I can't believe you just admitted that you don't understand that on this podcast. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah that's I'm one of the deeper brain. things I've heard in my life. Right. Yeah, that was, well, I'm crying right now. What is it? What is? It, what does it mean? Explain it. No, I wouldn't. You wouldn't understand. Explain it. I wouldn't. You explain it. Really explain it. Explain it. Explain it. That's true. <laughs> right, hey, Andy, can I interject for a second? Yeah, absolutely. Sure. I was gonna say you had a question. Um, how much of your displeasure with what you're calling busy work? Is because is what you you know is because it's actual it's actually annoying to you it's repetitive or and how much of it is you kind of felt pressure to beat it you know for the podcast and to move on yeah, to other things I definitely part of that is is pressure to beat it for the podcast and having you know I streamed it a couple times and having John go Vito show me the map right now. Show me the map. And I show the map. And there'd be, there'd be question marks everywhere and fog of war. Screaming. You just start, yeah, you just start screaming. So it's just like a lot of pressure. And Kurt, too. So it's just a lot of pressure. But you know, I wanted you to get the best experience possible. But in the end, I gave you the worst. I th exactly. Because I think I might have enjoyed it more if I played it at my own pace, which is just fucking slamming through a lot of the story stuff. Um, but it's true, though. The game's hard, and I needed to do a lot of these things. So I could get charms and, and things that make the game easier for me. So I didn't really enjoy that so much. Um, I definitely had sessions where I would play for a good, like, maybe two, three, four hours. And I did not a single story mission. It was same. just all, like, you yeah. know, the fox shit or a side quest. And, uh, and it was out of a, like, a, a need to, like, a completionist need. Like, not yeah. like I was enjoying it, but out of, right. like, in obedience to, uh, you know, 
being a good gamer, really. Yes. And I just was like, I do like I, I had to put it down a few days. I was just like, I do not want to do that. If I have to track the footprints one more time, I'm going to lose my oh. mind. Can we talk about I, the footprints? Yes. We got to talk about the footprints. We got to talk about How the, many fucking about the times do they, you have to track the fucking footprints in this game? I fucking hated I, the footprints. I hated it so much. <laughs> it was like every every side mission, you track the footprints. And then towards yeah. the end of the game, you're tracking the footprints again. And <laughs> Yeah, there's only these feet prints. I, I no, I don't, I don't like the feet prints. <laughs> Yeah, maybe um, it's because I, I playing Red Dead Online and they just had like the, the animal update. We got track animals, and it's the same mm-hmm. thing. You, know, you look at the yellow, yellow thing on the ground. I, I didn't even didn't even phase me. I hate all. But there games is no trail that make me follow a trail. The Witcher Three. I, I love The Witcher Three. I love Red Dead. But The Witcher Three and Red <laughs> Dead both have like uh, tracking features in some missions, like a lot of missions. It's like a thing, and I'm like, this is not gameplay. Me staring at the floor and following. Like this is babying me. This, like I'm. But I would have preferred I to follow. Uh, I would have preferred the breadcrumb trail as opposed as opposed to just finding these footprints in the um, on the floor. I mean, they made it easy, but it was just. I don't Most know. of the time, the footprints I, just went down the road that was in front of you. So at a certain yeah. point, I just stopped looking at the floor and I would just yeah. follow the road. Yeah. But it, it just happened. Yeah, I hated those footprints. Too many times. Too many times, too, where you go to a, a location and you you have to investigate what's going on there. Like, you have to, like, you know, press square on, you know, four different yeah. items. Like, oh, there, there's blood on the floor. There's a broken sword, you know. And just to me, that's not gameplay. No, that's not yeah. gameplay. That's it's busy that's work. an interactive. It's busy work, it's busy work exactly. Yeah. It's something. Yeah. It's under the illusion of gameplay. You know, it's. I, I mean, these things are like. Oh, it remind. That's why it reminded me so much of an Ubisoft open world, and I don't really like those games. Like I've, you know, I feel like you played one, you played them all. Same. You know? So, I don't want to like. I don't hate the game, but it was just. I, I would hope for a sequel where they do not include so many. Of the tracking of the footprints, please. That's my one request. Ghost Shishima 2, put it to like, you know, I don't know, half as many tracking the footprints or half as many, um, yeah. you know, fox dens or whatever. Or make the fox dens so that, you know, the haikus are actually, they're really not that bad because you're just getting a headband, you know? So that's like, makes them optional. But the fox dens, you, you need those charms. Need so yeah. like, make it, I don't know, make it armor pieces or armor dyes. Or something like that. I definitely like encountered at least a few uh, fox dens without seeing the fox. Like I was just running and then I just saw like, you know, because the music cue would play when you're close to one. Right. So I would just I like go and pray that. by I it. I wasn't sure yeah. if they just appeared if you followed the <laughs> fox or they're actually yeah. there. It happens. And then like as you pray, the fox is just like right behind you. It's like, how the fuck did you get here, man? <laughs> I didn't pet the you. fox. Uh, sometimes. But sometimes the fox would disappear too before I even had a chance to pet it. <gasps> I may mean, have in the past. No, I don't really make it. No, I gave the fox one pet the first time. And that's it. That was it. But let me ask you this: Did you pray for your fallen Japanese uh, country? Occasionally. 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 Yeah. That's too bad. I, I like the extra dialogue, I, and I like the little things like this. I mean, uh, you know. There's a lot of polish in this game, and, there, and there's a lot of things that did surprise me, like stuff like that, like you know, bowing to to uh, dead bodies in the road and hearing yeah, the lecture that dialogue. Was cool. I like that. You know, there are definitely some places where you can bow and you get like a hidden uh, thing that happens. I don't oh, know if you guys saw I that. didn't know that. That's what yeah. Kurt was t- saying. Yeah, I haven't like, seen that yet. 
like what? Like an event happens, or you nah, like, like a little dialogue? No, not like a dialogue. Like uh, if you like bow at some shrines, like a bunch of frogs will appear and they start. Oh, like, I didn't know yeah, about that. Yeah, no, I've definitely I've bowed you, at people though, and they'll like give me a little story. I I think that's happened. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, if you bow at a shrine, like I I, I think I bowed at one place and a bunch of fish jumped up and what the yeah. fuck? Yeah, oh, that's cool. neat. Well, you know what? Yeah, this is a good jumping off point. I'll tell you and. I think it's the cool part of the game. I guess maybe I just missed it. It didn't tell me. But I was like in Act 2 when I figured out that the flute can change the weather. Yeah, me too. I had I no like, idea. what the hell? Yeah. And I, I was probably, I, I was pretty far into Act 1 before I figured out you could like sheath your sword by swiping right on yeah. the little gamepad. I don't think it ever tells you that. But it's just little cool stuff like that that's added in. Um, that is also badass. Absolutely. I didn't know about the flute thing either. I think the game actually does tell you, but I just missed it. Yeah. Uh, but that the flute was cool. I, I only have one song though. Or no, I have two two songs. I can make it sunny and I can make it rainy. <laughs> make it sunny and I make it rainy. And then uh, <laughs> last gameplay thing, and I think, uh, you know, I'll say this: it has the best horse gameplay. In any game, I've never had the horse frustrate me or, like, run into something I didn't want it to or, like, fall over and die. Now, it's not as, like, complex or detailed as something like Red Dead, but, like, uh, that horse constantly pisses me off. Or something like in The Witcher, Roach is always fucking off somewhere. Yeah. Never, oh, ever, once in the game had a problem with my horse. Absolutely. Best, best I horse... Yeah. Uh, horse riding in any video game. It definitely, down. like, stripped down, like, the horse... Uh, like vehicle, uh, but made it just sure. like it didn't bother you at all. Like it was, it was always funny. Like you're running and you just like whistle for your horse, and he's like right next to you. It's you always know, it's, there, dude. It's just that's fine. Right like I, you. I don't care if that like breaks, you know, the yeah. like immersion of the game. It was fine with me. Like, um, you know, it, it's better than just whistling for it and then oh, I have to stand here for two and a half minutes because my horse has to, uh, yeah, you know, guide itself through the city or whatever. But I, I. I have to say, I mean, I felt like it was streamlined and it was fine, um, but I still like Red Dead 2's uh, horse better. Like, it felt faster to me. I don't know, because that's the other thing, too. You only get one horse in this. You don't really get to choose. Oh, it's not true. You get well, a horse later, new one. Yeah, but you don't, there's no stats to it. Do you guys care when that happened? Or should we no, that I did later? not give a shit. No, I didn't care. <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll get into it later, but yeah. I don't care about the story at all. I No, I yeah. did not care so about wait, the So wait, are we ready to talk about a uh, story? Yes. Uh, well, I, I, guess, so. uh, I am. Let's, let's good. collect everybody's uh, score for gameplay if you're done with that. Score for gameplay? Yeah. Um, what's it out of? And out of 10, and uh, just give you know you give your final thoughts, too, if you have anything else to say. All right, start with uh, Charlie Boy. Sure. Uh, gameplay, I'd give like a 7. Like... It's fun. <laughs> Fighting enemies, fun. Um, the busy work, I, I just, I, I lost my patience with it towards the end. So that really dings it a few points for me. And um, I can only track the footprint so much before I want to die. So I give it a seven. All Tiny right. Boy. I give it an eight five. I like the combat. I think there are so many different weapons you can use. You could, I mean, really, you could just go through the game without even using one and not even notice. Uh, the busy work didn't bother me as much, although I'll admit it's there. And I will say the footprints give me zero negative impact, so they will not be affecting my score at all. 8-5. Uh, <laughs> all right. 
All right. Uh, okay, so I guess I'm going to give the gameplay as a whole like a... Jeez. Uh, I give it an I give it an eight five also. Um, the combat would be a ten, but the exploration elements of the gameplay I think I give that a lower score, whatever the score that may be. Um, I can agree to that. Dings it, it dings it to an eight point five. Yeah. Right. Okay. I think we're about halfway through. I don't need a break, but if you guys need a break, we could stop now. Yeah, you know what? Let's let's take a, a yeah, fiver. Um, yeah, all right. still running, running, running. Uh, all right, we'll good. be back keep in running. a few minutes, listeners, to hear more about Ghost of Tsushima. And by the way, just so you guys know, my score is the ultimate average of all of your scores. So far, I'm giving the game an eight. You know, I respect that, but I'm not going to play it. All right, you got to put in the algorithm, though. Charlie's score should count for somehow slightly more than ours because he's finished the game, you know? And I've also been to Japan. Well, and he's also been to... All right, yeah, give him one more point so I know the Nippon like, Yeah, king of Japan. Yeah. If, I give, if I give him one more point, then, you know, that's going to make that's gonna make it worse. I can't help like, that. That's not up to me. You know, I, I really wish it wouldn't, but I'm not the king of Japan. I didn't beat the no, game. I'm going to send this off to my friends at MIT. We'll see what they can do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, they'll get back to me soon. I got some guys with speed dial. All right, let's head to break. Ocean out of reach. An unknown world teems with life. Nowhere left to go. Broken Campfire Pod. Rate it five stars on iTunes. Spoiler warning now. Welcome back, gamers, to the Ghost of Shima Pod. Uh, Vito. What do we got next? Uh, I don't know. Let's talk about the story. Talk about the the main plot, the side quests. What did you guys think? Was the story riveting? Was it engaging? Uh, Charlie, old boy. I could. I did not care about the story. I tried so hard, and it was just boring. Just the stakes are just. I don't know. Not very high. Like obviously, you know, the story is the. You're the last samurai on the island, but um, it, it was not, for me, it was not engaging. I, I think that's like a big part of why I don't love the game is the the story just really, it didn't do much for me. It kind of served the gameplay and, you know, that's not always a problem, but um, I was just always bored anytime there was a cutscene. I didn't think there was anything really interesting happening with it. For me personally, yeah. So, Slacker, why don't you go ahead and let us know what happens in the game? Because <laughs> oh. John haven't beat it, so let, I don't know wh- where am I at. Um, if uh, I have said before, I think this is the first time to be clear. This spoilers. Oh yeah, well, this throughout this podcast. Big okay. I just want to say that about an hour in. Big spoilers. So, <laughs> um, oh, you want me to tell you like the ending? Or? Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to think where I'm at exactly in the game. So I'm in uh, Charlie Act Story Three. Time. 
I've uh, escaped prison uh, with, from Lord Shimura. I've met up with Yuna, and I think we're just getting ready to do like one last attack against uh, Koten Khan. Is that at the uh, like the shipyard or whatever? Not the shipyard, but yeah, like. Okay, so you're actually t- near the end of the game. Like, if I you're, like I only atta- have like one or two story missions left. Yeah, uh, that's well, that's if it's it like the like. near a near a like a tower, right? And it's like this little bay area where they're gonna go off to mainland. Uh, the cons, maybe the yeah. cons of the mongrels. Yeah, well, you you know, you spoiler, you kill Kublai Khan. That's oh, uh, very. It's, uh, I don't even remember. It was not that interesting. <laughs> I don't remember how he dies, but you kill him. Um, you don't duel him? It's like a one-on-one? Yeah, you, you, you duel him, um, and you, you have like a one-on-one duel for the first part, and the second part is you're fighting him, and then you have a bunch of his henchmen around, and that was actually kind of fucking annoying for me, because I didn't have, like, I went into the last mission without, like, having max equipment. So I was at. I did not gear up at the end, so I would recommend you doing that when you do when you do finally uh, fight him because um, it is annoying. I died a few times trying to beat him. Um, I think I did take him out with a heavenly strike, so that was cool. But uh, yeah, it was. um, So you kill him, big shocker. And the thing that happens afterwards is uh, your uncle uh, says, "Like, hey, you know, like, thank you for you know." killing him but uh thanks for uh, winning the I, war for me yeah thanks for winning the war you know doing the techniques that i said were forbidden because i'm a dumb samurai um but uh you know the the uh shogun wants me to kill you so Ooh. the final the final fight so square up pussy the final duel is uh you duel your uncle Lord in oh. the sa- the same place where uh the beginning of the game happens where you're in that uh like uh encircled area with uh, all the red leaves all over the place right uh that wasn't hard that that was i think i beat him on the maybe whooped his old ass whooped his ass and then the the big choice comes whether or not you know you 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 beat him he falls down to the ground and he's just like you know you must kill me and then you make the choice whether or not you kill him or not um you sliced his fucking head off no i didn't i'm not a part of the samurai anymore i'm going my own way Mm. i'm not a samurai i left him alive i feel i felt like that made more um, sense Uh, via the story yeah because it's a samurai way to like you know you give your opponent like an honorable death and you you kill him but well but yeah but you deprived him of he's still a samurai though so afterwards he's gonna feel like grow up he's gonna kill himself or something dude the, the you know the theme of the story is you know I guess honor and samurai honor and, yeah you know, duty you don't follow that and duty. honor yeah you don't follow that and I just um I don't know I didn't think it was particularly engaging with that I, I um, didn't think that those plot points were all that engaging either because you're not yeah. actually given a choice in the game like it kind of yeah. seems like oh you're choosing between following the samurai ways and fighting honorably and you know becoming a ghost which you obviously you have those choices in combat, um, but there's like also plenty of times in the game where I felt like there's no other way to do this other than sneak up and you know. Yeah, there are about a, like two or three story missions where you have to sneak, right? right? Like that where you have to like the one where you get uh, where you get jailed where you have to poison all of uh, the mongrels, even though your your uncle's really mad that you would do that. Um, yeah. So I think like the you know, first half of the game, I was mostly samurai, and then like there's like a cutscene where 
Lord Shimura is like telling me like, hey, like, you know, I've heard all about the ghost stuff you're doing. Like, you got to you got to cut it out. I'm like, what? I, <laughs> I didn't do any of that stuff yet. <laughs> oh, he's saying. Right. He's yeah. Yeah, um, I thought that fell a little bit flat. There's no choice there. Um, did you guys care yeah. about that at all? Or I just, you know, it felt like a like a like your standard like AAA sort of story, you know, where it kind of is just there. It's yeah. It, I honestly like you know if I think about it like next year, I'm not gonna remember anything about the story. Yeah, it felt so serviceable at best. Um, I understand, you know. This is like an event in history, so they can't really like do crazy things, but it doesn't mean you can't write an interesting tale. I, I didn't care about any of my friends, uh, no. Sensei Ishikawa or Masako. You didn't do the side quest. I, I feel was like thinking... I did enough of them that I would have yeah. cared at the point that no. I'm at right now, and I don't care at all. I was thinking that if a Japanese developer made this game, it would just be a lot more memorable. It would just be a lot more fun, like the story-wise, you know. It would it would go to some like really fun places. I feel like, and they it was. I understand too. They want to make it like like you said, Vito. Like they want it to be one historically accurate and two, you know, respectful to. I don't know, maybe Japanese history, um, but it didn't take any. I felt like for me, there was there were no risks, you know, and that's fine. Absolutely. That's fine. That's there's nothing wrong with that, but it it doesn't really make like a a very memorable experience story wise. So, I, I agree, John. What, what do you think? Because I feel like you're boiling over there. Oh no, I'm with you. I didn't like story at all. In fact, <laughs> here's the thing. I, I got a few things to say. I think that's sure. one of the reasons why I didn't care about doing all the side quests because I didn't give a shit about the story missions. Yeah. Mo most of the story missions, maybe you save for two or three are the exact same thing you're going to be doing in the side quest anyways. You're just going to go to a village and fight uh, exactly. slightly more enemies than you normally would. So for like me liberating it, I was just doing it because I enjoyed the combat and the gameplay. And I was like, well, all right, when I get to the story mission, I'll just do that too, I guess. But they were always in the back burner for me. I was yeah. not in a hurry. Also, they try and, uh, big spoilers here, anyone, huge spoilers. Try and pull like the whole, uh, we killed your horse, uh, card on you but it's like whatever i don't yeah. care about this horse you know and then you get yeah. you get the same horse like two missions later if that so why why did they even do it yeah they, they really that was like they're really they're shot they're like do the end of act yeah. two we're gonna get them well i think uh, they were playing they were probably playing a lot of red dead 2 during dev time like down dev time and they were like yeah they did it so let's uh let's do it as well you know all the players are going to be attached to this horse i did not care about my horse yeah. I did, re I did uh, rename my horse, though, the second time around. I think I at first I called him Nobu. How do you do that? Well, when you first get the horse, you know, you give it a name. Yeah. Right? Uh, I think it was Nobu. And then you get when you get it a second time, you can either choose the same name or give it another name. So I think I gave Oh, it, uh, I don't remember Kage. that option. Oh, really? Uh, the second time, yeah, I don't remember that. I called mine Kage. Yeah, I called the Kage the second time. It was like I became the ghost, you know? At first, I was an honorable samurai, but now I'm nice, dishonorable. Nice. That's some uh, some deep, uh, yeah, role play. Of uh, course, yeah, some good edge shit. I mean, the 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 voice acting is fine. I'm playing in. Oh, yeah, hold on, that's not the big yeah. thing. What are you we guys playing? Uh, subs, dubs. What's going on? Subs. I started with the English dub. Why did um, you do that? And then I switched over quickly to the Japanese. But I was really annoyed that the voice didn't sync to the Japanese dub. Sync. 
uh, it, I, I was very annoyed by it. And then I switched back to the English, but no offense to the English voice actors. I think they're fine, but the story was just so boring and the dialogue was boring that like having it in the Japanese voice, voices uh, added just a little bit more to me. So I stuck I think, with it for the most of the I game. think the yeah, Japanese voice actors, I give them two thumbs up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One sounded good. All good. Yeah. I agree. I almost got that guy for our, uh, when we had our Discord anniversary and I got us the Arthur Morgan cameo, I almost got oh, the, that would have been cool. the Jin Sakai guy, but I was like, only three of us have played this game. So. Oh, yeah. Arthur Morgan was a better, definitely. Yeah, been, that's hey, absolutely been a better one. You know. yeah, yeah, me a me and you thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I like the, the Japanese voice actors. Didn't sync up, didn't really uh, bother me. Um, that's an interesting thing you said. You said if a uh, Charlie, you said if a Japanese game developer made it, you think the story would have been more interesting. Um, and you know, who's to know? But I kind of, I, I kind of see it that way too. I think like I, I'm not trying to knock or 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 I love Japanese games, but I always feel like the stories are so very interesting and riveting and they take more risks um yeah they take more risks with the story and then sometimes with these games maybe the the gameplay you could tell that the the story was more important maybe to the developers and not in a way that they would just ignore the gameplay portion but just you know the gameplay is maybe just a little jankier than certain american games in the same genre um and uh yeah i don't know if i'm uh is if that's wrong to say or whatever, but I I, I think I might agree with you there because the it's gameplay funny. in Ghost of Tsushima is the most, by far the most polished version of this type of game in existence, uh, but the story is just not that interesting. And it's funny. I was actually you know we we're talking about Yakuza earlier. I did remember reading an article where the Yakuza director said that like Ghost of Tsushima should have been made by a Japanese developer. Uh, I thought that was pretty interesting. It was on Kotaku. Um, but I yes, just feel like, but he also he was praising the game though, right? Right. No, he no. He said it was like a like he loved the game. Yeah. Um. But he I was just, saying it from the standpoint that like I guess he wished a Japanese developer had made it because it's yeah, so, it's such a close to the heart game uh, right. story for Japanese people. I thought he was more saying like he just can't he just can't believe that they didn't do it first. Right. More that's yeah, that's yeah. what I mean to say. Yeah. yeah. He he was it, it praised the game. And I thought that was so cool. Uh, yeah. To hear that. Um, oh yeah, for absolutely. Yeah. To, you know, that's that's. I think that's huge, and it did it did really well in Japan. And you know, normally Western games, right? You know, they they're hit or miss there. So yeah. Um. So, anybody else have any comments on story? I think we're all kind of thinking it was meh. <sighs> yeah, I just all the characters were so generic and forgettable. Um, I, I did. Worse. I did, yeah. It's not bad. It's you know, it's like a you know, it. I've definitely played worse. I I yeah. like the uh, the folklore stuff though. That was fun. All the yeah. legends that that stuff was really yeah. Cool. The intro cutscenes are cool with the yeah. the ink art. You know, uh, yeah, that stuff was fun. You know, one of the cooler right, missions so, uh, in the game. Uh, if, if we're gonna mention that one of the cooler missions in the game, and if the game did like maybe some more stuff like this, I think the plot might be a little more interesting. 
Um, I get it that this is like based on history though, but like one of the myth quests involved you fighting a demon, like in like another world for a moment. Like you duel like a demon. Remember that? Um, yeah, that was cool. That was a cool. That was an early one, right? I think that was Heavenly Strike, wasn't that? It might have been. I yeah. I, uh, I don't really remember, but that was cool as fuck. Like yeah. you know, it'd be kind of cool if maybe there was a little more. Fantas- or you know fantastical elements in the game you know i get maybe that's not what they were going for but you know what the multiplayer looks like that's i'm interested going. in that yeah we'll see yeah. where that goes one uh last thing i'll say is um i was surprised at how little like references to like samurai cinema there were in the game i thought there would be maybe one or two missions referencing like yojimbo or seven samurai or any like other like nods. kurosawa yeah, like they have the, yeah, the mode, was, right? The yeah, they have Kurosawa the Kurosawa mode, mode, but nothing else in terms of I don't know gameplay, like story wise. Like no, I, I didn't see any like nods to it, or even trying to like recreate uh, those like scenes uh, in the game. Which I mean, it's not like they they don't get big points for that, but I'm I'm surprised they they didn't do that. You would think it like is more of like a love letter to the samurai films or something, and. Well, that's why they call you the king of Japan, Charlie, because I don't really know anything about those movies, so I can't say. But okay, Amen. Like, but to the developers out there, Charlie's say. pissed. Our, our expert, I'm not pissed uh, <laughs> on Japanese <laughs> heritage. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I guess score for the story. Score for the story. Start with uh, scores, Vito. Start with Charlie Boy. Um. Okay. I give it. I give it like a four or five. I give it a five. Just all right. Not offensive, just Mm -hmm. not memorable at all. Uh, And uh, John, I throw it a seven. Like I definitely. I mean, I'm playing the game, and I. I I mean, not even if it's been spoiled. I I mean, I did want to know how it ended. You know, Um, I think it's enough. I was never in the game. Like, why am I fucking doing this? Or like. This doesn't make sense. Why are we here? It's like it was coherent enough to to bring me through, and it was believable. Mm-hmm. With the constraints yeah. they had of, I guess, being in real uh, time peoples. Uh, oh yeah, seven. Vito. Uh, yeah, I think I'll give it a seven too to say that you know I thought the story was serviceable. It's not uh, a terrible story. There's far worse stories in video games i just didn't care and not literally because the story wasn't that great uh you know it's hard for me to want to continue to play the game where i'm at honestly because i just don't really care too much Mm, Um, that's that's the that's the binder you know in a video game you know that's the the driving force for me in a lot of a lot of ways um but yeah i cared about the story enough that um you know i did care uh, about what happens with our relationship between Jin and his uncle at the end of the game. So, you know, Charlie told me, but I'll, I'll play it later. But, um, you know, that is something that I was curious about while playing the game. And then little plot beats, like when Taka gets killed, you know, uh, I definitely wasn't like, yeah, whatever, you know. Um, oh, yeah, that was a good moment. I was, mean, yeah, I, I felt moment. like I saw it coming from a mile away. Yeah, he's still my boy, though. Yeah, yeah he was, you know. He didn't do anything wrong or anything, but you knew someone was going to die. Yeah. Yeah. So. And, and as far as, like, characters go, Yuna, 
I think is the most interesting character in the game. And it's not really saying that much, but I think she's probably the most interesting. And then Jin and then the other people just aren't that interesting. Um, so yeah, I give it a seven. It's not terrible. Jin, not, it feels like Jin is on Ambien the entire game. Yeah. You know? He's just strung <laughs> yeah, out. He's just going that. through the game just strung <laughs> out. Bless you. Yeah. <laughs> Bless you. Sorry about that. It's all right. Um, all right. All right. I think we're ready to move on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's talk about... So in our outline here, I have it under performance. We didn't really mention that this is the most beautiful game we ever played, right? Did we say that? Because it is? Uh, I would it's say, not the I most beautiful, said. but it's definitely up there. I well, Hold on. So the, I guess the, the one game that comes to mind to compare it to is, is Red Dead. I think Red Dead's a more detailed world, but I think this is more stylized. Stylish. And when I look at it, I'm like, damn, dude, that looks real fucking nice. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess this is really not... This doesn't have much to do with performance. This is a part of the atmosphere of the game. And this is where the game shines is that the this game is stunning. Like I agree with you. It's not... Whereas Red Dead's uh, graphics are more like, I, I guess... Uh, photorealistic this game is like walking through a painting um, yeah it's just like I said you know the some of the scenes are just so romantic and gritty and the leaves falling and the you know dueling in a circle of swords or fighting on a, a breathtaking coastline um, it's just gorgeous and I, I don't get tired of you know finding beautiful places like that on the map or just riding my horse through uh the best rendered grass i've ever seen in a video game and having him reach down and 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 you know run your hand through the grass as you're as you're riding your horse right. so so the game is is absolutely stunning right. so i, I gotta give it uh big points there and the color um, too is really vibrant it's really vibrant game oh um, yeah and that definitely added a lot to it, just popping colors. So Yeah, beautiful colors. And, and the game's got a, a photo mode, and rightfully it should. And I took advantage of this photo mode. I spent a scary amount of time in the photo mode, as you guys know. <laughs> and no one cared about the pictures I sent them. It still hurts. Um, I've seen every single one, Vito. They get kind of compressed, though, right? When you take them via the PlayStation 4. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah upload them to Discord. I always, like, uh, I bet. I print out all of your photos and I hang them on the fridge. Yeah. Thank you, Andy. Um, <laughs> if yeah, it ever gets released awesome. on PC, it'll look... Oh, my God. It'll look gorgeous. Yeah. Every photo I took was like, this could be somebody's wallpaper, you know? Like, on, on their computer, their desktop wallpaper. Not saying my photo specifically. I'm just saying any like the photo mode is that good. Like you can really capture how beautiful the game looks, Um, and you could change things like particle effects. You could change the weather, the time of day, your character's facial uh, animation. Um, It's crazy shit. Awesome. I like that field that has become like a new standard for like single player games. Like I know Spider Man had that. Uh, Mm -hmm. They added it in Red Dead afterwards. Control. Oh, that is in control. Yeah. Yeah. Or does Red Dead have that now? Yeah, it does. It was 
recently added. Sweet. Um, but yeah, I guess I, I was really the only one out of us to like really use that that photo mode, I guess. But it's just cool, just cool thing to have in the game, and I give the game points for that. Um, should we do a score on like graph? I, I feel like weird that this is, this would be under performance. I mean, the game well, ran. We didn't, really, we, we didn't do atmosphere, did we? Oh, we didn't do atmosphere. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so let's, let's put this in oh, atmosphere. Well, well, we get we, we well. We you could we could just give a score on graphics if you want instead of doing performance. That's probably fine. Well, I got a little bit more to add if we're doing atmosphere because you guys said that the. Well, we're still world... gonna do atmosphere. Oh, okay, okay. All right. Yeah, All right. yeah look... I'll save it for that. Um, I mean performance. I have a PS4 Pro. I didn't even notice any kind of studying or anything. It's all pretty sweet and solid. Yeah, I noticed one. Just one stutter, one cutscene with fire. I think in Act 2, um, it kind of chugged for a minute, but that was it. The other thing I was really impressed by is how little loading screens there were, even when you fast traveled. You know, you loaded pretty fast. And I have a base PlayStation 4. Like, I think I bought it in 2014. So, like, this definitely is, like, you know, like, it's always interesting. You see at like the end of a console cycle, you just see like the, the beginning game and the end game, and uh, just oh, how much sure. performance they get out. And you know, Sucker Punch they released one of the first PS4 games, and it's just impressive what can be done from early on to now. And it looks oh, great, right. loads, it performs well. It's a beautiful looking game for sure. So. Yeah. All right, scores on performance then. Uh, Charlie? Performance and graphics, I guess, right? Performance and, yeah, performance, graphics, optimization. Sure. Loading sure. times. I I give it like a nine. Looks great, and I really had no problems with it. The only thing that I would say is, I'm curious, I don't really know like too much how this would work, but uh, the camera is panned in so close to your character sometimes, and I wonder if that's to save performance. I'd be curious to see... Mm. If uh, if it were released on PC, if you could kind of like you know have like a mod pan tool out. to pan it out, yeah. Plus that right. it was like annoying sometimes when you would fight enemies; it would be too close. But other than that, yeah, it's 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 great nine for sure. John, nine's pretty good. Uh, what's the between a nine and a nine five? Yeah, who cares? I give it a nine. Um. Yeah, you know, it looks great. Um, you know, the amount of enemies on screen, I'm, I'm just comparing this real quick. I played the Marvel Avengers. I know it was a beta. The game comes out, or it's already out, so I'm sure it didn't change. But, you know, playing that game, you had more than three or four enemies on screen, and it would start to chug, you know. And goes to Tsushima, you know, I'm fighting half a dozen, sometimes a dozen enemies in the story missions all at once, shooting flaming arrows, things are exploding, smoke here, smoke there. It's smooth, no problems at all. Um, yeah, just real well made, feels good, plays good. Yeah, um, I give it a ten. I don't see. I didn't have any problems with anything. Game's beautiful. Load times were great. Yeah, you got a lot of enemies on the screen. I didn't have any problems with like frame rate or stuttering or nothing all like right, that. All right, cool. Yeah, so I guess now we could talk about the atmosphere of the game. And I think it's important to note, you know, we might have jumbled our, our categories a little bit because the representation of the island of Tsushima 
is you know a huge part of the atmosphere and world building and it's gorgeous so just you know we don't have to repeat what we said but um the the island is absolutely stunning um, yeah I, I you guys mentioned earlier that you guys thought it was kind of bare and there's like nothing in there but then i started yeah. thinking like well i mean what would the island actually have in there like it's you said 13th century. It's not like there's a whole lot of shit going on on the island. Like, what what do you think? Or do you think they had any ideas of stuff they could have put in there to make it look more alive? I guess more animals, maybe. I mean, they had some animals. You have some deers and some bears and boars running. But like, what do you think they could have done to make it feel more alive? Yeah, I really don't know, honestly. I I, I think they kind of were stuck with you know the time period they were in and everything. You can couldn't really add anything interesting but uh you can't help but feel sometimes you know oh, i agree walk around but yeah, like i was thinking like i don't know what they would yeah you know, it was fun in. uh i don't really know again they how they could have done this but it was cool like when you would go and liberate like a village uh, and then you would see all the people come back uh yeah maybe and again you know per- performance wise who knows if they were going to be able to do this but you would see more people like on the road and see more um, people doing stuff outside, and the, do you, you ever don't really see interact anybody with on the road? Well, outside, I mean, outside of the mongrels, no. I don't. They're in the middle so. of an invasion. They're not just right. gonna be like chilling, walking around, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Here's here's another thing, though. You know, and this, I, it's another reason why I didn't mind the little this fox shrines and the you know the hot springs. Because imagine the game if those were gone, how bad yeah, it would be really nothing. be. You know what I mean? Like, I, I didn't mind those because I was like, all right, this is something did different you, to look at. Did you like uh, uh, Jin's ass shots every time you got in the hot spring? Hell yeah, dude. Uh, I yeah. got, well, if, once you, get, you know, once you get all the hot springs, you unlock, like, the uh, hot springs outfit where you're not wearing anything. Yeah, like a little yeah. towel. Yeah. Got that on at all times. Nice. <laughs> New game plus with that on. Let's go. I'm wearing that right now. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know, Wait. like, what they would have added. Uh, I guess I'm just like a little spoiled. The world of uh, Red Dead is like my standard for open world games, and shouldn't it has spoiled everyone. The height, yeah. yeah. But just little, I, I like little like just things to do. What like little uh, uh, events, you know? I, I would have liked to see you know people out in the world doing their thing. You can see people like uh, Charlie was saying. You know, in certain cities, people are you know going about their way, sweeping and working and things like that washing their clothes in the water and that's cool i I stop a couple times to just look at that i always do in games um uh things like there's one mongol territory if you claim it um you'll you'll find that it's like a whaling village you guys see that so like there's like a giant whale um in the village that's being stripped of its meat and fat and I don't remember you kind that. Of oh, see, no. like a little production of, um, of I don't know. I guess uh, what what these whaling villages would do in that situation. I thought that was like a really cool, you know, storytelling element. Um, it would just been cool to see a little bit more uh, things like That's that. That's cool. I don't remember that. I have to look. Yeah, it's pretty uh, neat. Yeah, it's like I a giant whale, funny. like right in the yeah, middle the, of a village, a little beach village. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, 
to anybody. I don't know. And it was there's like a little bit of lore that came with the Mongol artifacts and the crickets and the banners. I, I think I didn't read any of it. To that. Wait, what? <laughs> I just grab them and I keep yeah. going. I was grabbing go, think, baby. I, yeah, me too. I, I think the Mongol artifacts came with like a little bit of lore. Yeah, they give a little like flavor that. tax. Yeah. Fuck the Mongols. That's what Fuck I say. Mongols. Yeah. Agreed. Um, what about the music in the game? Or this the audio? It was in, good. In relation yeah. to world building. Audio good. I I don't. Do you guys dig think the Marvel gonna... songs? The, the Marvel songs are singing. Fine. <laughs> do you guys know if the PS5 controller also has a speaker in it? Why do they do that? I think I get. I so hate silly. that. I, I always turn that. it off. I yeah. always turn it off. Did did that have a feature in it? Oh, yeah, yeah, when you swipe up, it like makes a little wind. And not all the time. I don't know if. It's oh playing, yeah. But it makes a little little wind sound. Oh shit! You know that was something we did not talk about. I know it's kind of late, but the wind, the the um, pathfinding with the wind, genius! Uh, I love it. I genius. love that. I thought it was great. Um, it, it was a home. way to take away UI elements and just you know in, in, inject it into like gameplay, so you're not looking at a little mini map. I thought that was a great feature cool. of the game yeah uh, so Andy, you <clears> swipe <throat> up on the the d-pad on the whatever, <clears throat> whatever the little pad in the PlayStation controller Touch and pad. the wind starts to blow and it'll blow in the direction of your objective oh that's pretty cool it's pretty neat yeah I like there's a lot of little neat ways they worked around using like a typical hud and yeah that was genius the game is just so polished a lot of the systems that exist in this game that exists in other games, it just does so much better. Like little things like, uh, you know, like I don't have to go to the armor to find out if I could afford uh, like a new <clears> armor <throat> upgrade. The game just tells me once I collect the, you know, ingredients that I need, like just shit like that. It, it's, it's just so fluid, uh, the game systems. So yeah, we didn't mention that, but that is important. Um, but I, I definitely put that, I had that in my head during gameplay, you know. Um, yeah. Uh, you guys want to do scores on uh, Atmosphere? Or anybody else have anything to add? Uh, I got nothing else to add. Uh, I can't think of anything. I think we covered it. Yeah. Um, Charlie, start us off. So, all right. Well, uh, Atmosphere is great. I would say like eight and a half. Um, I think it pulled off everything uh, it needed to. Um, I, you know, I it was great. I don't really, really have much else to add other than everything good on that end. So, all right, uh, I'll go ahead and give it a nine. I liked everything we said. Um, I guess some of the things we didn't say is that the collectibles now i have not got all of them but i've gotten just about all of them and i'm not done with the third act yet so i still got a little bit more to go but they're manageable collectibles and the game gives you an entire uh you know an outfit to find them more easily and uh it's just nice that i don't have to like you know go to the ends of the earth and turn my camera in a way that i never would to see the hidden flag underneath the secret cave it's just uh no one they're, likes that they're shit. spread they out around that? there, and they make sense. It, it's exactly. Like, you know, I'm not looking for a Mongol artifact that's somehow hidden inside a, a, a waterfall for 5,000 years. It's like, oh, it's at their camp. You have to you know, shoot it, 200 It adds pigeons. to the atmosphere, but it's also a collectible. Uh, 
Same with the banners and the crickets. So, uh, yeah, nine. Uh, All yeah. Right. Um, so, if the at atmosphere and the world building um, are about, like, how much do I feel like a samurai during the Mongol invasion of Tsushima in the 13th century, then I think the game pretty much nailed it. Um, you know, it's clear the developers did their research uh, on a lot of these things. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'd give it a, I'd give it a, a, a 10 out of 10 on that one. Atmosphere world, or I'll okay. give it a nine. I'll give it a nine out of 10 world building. Okay. And that's because uh, the world map did feel a little empty and I didn't really give a damn about the artifacts, crickets, banners, things like that. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Do we have any more? Uh, let's wind down here. Uh, I think we're ready to give overall game impressions. Uh, I think it sounds like I hate this game, uh, but I really don't. I mean, it was good. It's a great game. I think it's the best game like this by far and the level of polish in the game is uh you know my new standard for video games but you know there was just uh i didn't like how similar it was to games like assassin's creed where i feel like i'm just running around the map uh collecting things and uh also the story's really not that great um, so I'm not going to give score, uh, yeah, we'll give scores at the end, but what, what do you guys have for, uh, overall game impressions? You want to go first, Charlie? Sure. Just, uh, you know, I would say for anyone going into this, you definitely, uh, if you'd like the Assassin's Creed style of open world, then you're going to love this game. Um, I personally find my mileage varies on those games so i enjoyed it um but i didn't i didn't apply a minute i i did get platinum in it um i gotta i gotta i gotta ask all those sure. other games you played that you didn't get a platinum in were they were they worse than okay <laughs> i you don't played know, god of man. war right you didn't get a platinum. no in i didn't i i have not played god of war yet i'm so like, wait, god what? of war wasn't okay no oh, oh wow okay. he got so played god of war red, red dead wasn't okay what? Red Dead wasn't okay. I loved Red Dead. It's probably I respect. I get it, Charlie. Don't worry about Thanks, these guys. Blood, I, Blood I respect Born, it even Blood more. Wasn't you, okay. You platinumed it. Thank you, thank you, Vito. It's just Red Dead getting the platinum for that is insane. I, well, I yeah, it is I was gonna try it. It's like crazy. I finally it, it beat crazy, the game, though. and I was gonna try doing all the story missions at least to get the gold on it, and I just gave up very quickly. Yeah, this, this game they make this game easy. easy to, it's to easy platinum. to platinum. Yeah, it's very easy to platinum. You know, I don't think it's a big accomplishment that I platinum it. Honestly, I think most mostly everyone can play it, especially if you're playing on like a normal difficulty and you're not really focused. So on you think else. this game is better than Spider Man? Ah, <sighs> that's a good question. <laughs> I I was thinking about that too. I no, I don't think it's better than Spider Man. I think really? it's close though. I do think it's very. You didn't close. get a platinum with Spider Man. I didn't get platinum with Spider Man. I didn't finish Spider Man, but I just enjoyed. Oh, what the fuck? The city. 
I didn't finish Spider-Man either for the same reasons I didn't finish this game. Yeah. And and really, it, it's just because it's a me thing. I mean, you know, I just don't enjoy games like this where, you know, yeah. th- I feel like the game's built around uh, the combat system, which is phenomenal, but I can only... Do I can only fight enemies and, and clear out Mongol camps and, and fight, uh, you know, Spider-Man robbers or whatever. Like, how many times before I get bored, you know? I, Especially I if definitely, the story's not that great. Yeah. I definitely think if we, you know, didn't plan on... If I didn't plan on talking with about it with you guys, I wouldn't have finished it. This is a game I drop in probably Act 2. Maybe maybe I, maybe I make it to Act 3. And That's I, exactly I, when I felt like dropping yeah, it. Honestly. I feel like at that point, I was like, I, I had seen everything that it had to offer. It didn't really, at that point, uh, even though like the third act, didn't, it didn't really have any new gameplay elements. So yeah, I think what and I'm my, learning here, Charlie, is if you uh, if you pod with us more, you're going to finish more games. Oh, no. Yeah. No, I don't, like to, I don't like to. <laughs> so next, week, next week, we're doing our... Uh, Crusader Kings three podcast. No, you oh, need about ten thousand. Oh, yeah. Is that. that a game that could be beat? Is there a story mode? No, yet? no, it's like a civilization no. type game. A, yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna but, beat but it. Even more big brain. <laughs> we're gonna platinum Crusader Kings three. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna hit on some stuff neither of you guys did. You're not real gamers. Uh, pretty much everything you guys said is true. Uh, the combat's the biggest part. It's you know, but it's hard to go all the way through. However, in the age of 2020, where every game, and I've gone over this so many times, where every game is a live service, where they have fucking EXP boosters you can buy so you don't have to grind in the game as much, like like uh, Assassin's Creed. Uh, this is just a refreshing... It's a full game. And it just keeps giving, you know what I mean? Like... I, I'm not even done with all the headbands and stuff. And I last time I checked, I had 52 hats. You know what I'm saying? I can't remember last time a game gave me that many customization options. Uh, and it wasn't some sort of... A Spider-Man, sure. maybe, actually. I'm thinking of... Uh, yeah, Spider-Man has a lot of cool And even costumes. that, you know, that was like 20-something and added a bunch more with DLC. And Did this they? just gives you so much stuff. And it doesn't ask anything. mode coming and... Yeah. Um, I agree with you, man. I, I can't deny that. You're 100% right about that. You know, they added lethal mode, and then out of nowhere, lethal mode, all right, you know, that one's kind of expected. It's like, all right, make it harder. Out of nowhere, fucking multiplayer mode for free? Like, mind-boggling. It's just so refreshing just to see a fucking game, you know? We just had yeah. Avengers come out that has a battle pass for every character and Verizon deals. It's just, it's just real dang nice. Yeah, totally. Uh, it's nice to see devs not, uh, you know, try to nickel and dime everyone after you spend, you know, $60, $70 on a game. Absolutely. So. And furthermore, I'm putting my Kingdom <coughs> Keeley crown up here. And I'm going to say, if Cyberpunk gets delayed till next year, Ghost of Tsushima's winning game of the year, hands down. I don't think anything's even going to come close. Well, Cyberpunk is gold, right? It's gone gold at this point, so I don't know. It's gonna get I don't released. believe them. I don't care. <laughs> uh, but I mean, oh, real quick though, do you, have you guys played any game that came out this year that you think could beat Ghost of Tsushima? I don't. I mean, I don't think this game or year has been that great for games. Well, but I haven't played Last of Us, but I think that. Oh, I didn't play that either. Vito, what do you think? You beat Vito was beating Last of Us. What would you put it against uh, Ghost of Tsushima? Uh, you also thought that came dragged on, so it's kind of yeah, but similar. Last of Us Two, and did we we did a Last of Us pod right or no? 
whatever. Yeah, I, I definitely talked. One. No, yeah. but I've talked about Last of Us. Last of Us Two was a game that I felt dragged on, and I definitely had my disappointments in that game. But I finished that game, and I couldn't stop thinking about that game for the yeah. next bunch of weeks. Um, because it has a lasting impression. It really makes you, even if you don't agree with some of the things the game does, had a, a lasting impression. Ghost of Tsushima takes no risks in this regard. Um, and when I'm done with it, you know, I'm, I'm done with it. Someone, someone asked me about it. I'm going to say, Hey, that's, it's, it's a great game. If you're into this kind of thing, you know, I don't hate the game. This is just how I talk about games. I, I'm, right, a, right. I'm a harsh critic, you know? Um, but ultimately I think Ghost of Tsushima is, is a great game. I think that's a good point. However, I think that um, the general consensus, Ghost of Tsushima all around, people like it. And Last of Us, the it's so divisive that people just fucking, re it sucks, or it, like it's great. That's why I yeah, think it would beat there, it out in the game of the year situation. Well, yeah, there. yeah, there's a lot more, you know, but, you know, just in a flat out, like if people had to vote on it, I think Ghost of Tsushima is going to get the vote. Sure. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say you're wrong. I don't know. Um, all right. So let's give uh so if, when we're giving scores, Andy, is this like uh, our idea of our final score or are you calculating our final score based on everything we said? So I'm calculating the final score, but what I need from you guys is your tilt score. And what, what I mean by that is if you feel like this game was a lot more than the individual sum of parts that we just talked about today, then you would give it somewhere higher than five. If you thought it was pretty much just exactly what you said already, <clears throat> you'd give it a five. And if you feel like it's actually somehow worse than the sum of its parts, like it just doesn't come together, you give it south of five. Okay. Um, everyone understand that? Charles, you want to go first? Sure. I would. I guess I would give it a five then. I think... Uh, I don't. It is I, the sum I, of its parts. It's some, yeah, definitely. For sure. Um, okay. John? I give it an eight. Only because, okay. like I said, just a full game when I'm sure they could have... Not even fucking pre-order bonuses, which are pretty much just like a norm nowadays. You know what I mean? Like pre-order, get it a few days early and get the exclusive Sakai Doritos outfit. It's just... It's almost unheard of. It's like... It's, it's, it's crazy that it is. I feel you, man. It, it definitely bumps it up for me. Maybe even more than it should, but I, it's just real nice. Okay. And Vito... Yeah, I'm, I'm. John made some really solid arguments there at the end, so I think I'll give it an eight too. Um, as a complete game, it's very impressive. Um, yeah, my my disappointments with it are not minor, but they're not huge, and uh, they're also based on just like my personal preferences as a gamer. So okay, okay, so. <clears throat> That leaves us with uh, a final score of Charlie has given the game a 6.9. Oh Yikes. Goodness. Yeah, I think that's about right. I was going to say like John. a 7. feels like a 7. Oh, Charlie didn't John. play video games for the everyone at home. He doesn't even know what they are. <laughs> but, but he's been to Japan. Uh, God damn it. Bounce, it bounces out. When <laughs> <laughs> he beat the game. Uh, John, you gave the game an 8.3. Yeah, I stand by that. Vito... Gave the game an 8-5, and a surprising upset actually ended up scoring it higher than John. Which I, I love the game. I fucking love it more than you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I thought John's score which, would have been higher. Uh, 
Which means that my final score... Oh, boy. The the average of all of yours, the termination of if I'm going to play this game, is a 7-9. Oh, sorry. I'm not going to play yet this to, game. We've yet to convince anybody to play I'd like game to change my scores to 10s real quick. <laughs> all right, let's change all John's scores to 10s. I want to change Just all my for scores the hell to, to 2s. I, I would no! my tilt score maybe a little higher, maybe like a, maybe like a 6 or a 7. I yeah, like that's maybe a low I'm score. Low. Maybe I, I, John. Even if we changed all your scores to ten, it doesn't it doesn't quite get me there. It gets me close. <laughs> what if oh, I change my tilt to like a like a? a well, no, no, no. We can't change it now. <laughs> all right, no changes. God and man. man. Okay. If you change if you change your score your tilt to a six, you, you want to change your tilt by one point, Charlie? <laughs> no, I said a you're seven. Whether, I said a six I or a seven. But let's say you seven. just got banned right, from it, Japan. Yeah, you're not going back. You're not back there anymore. Oh no! If you make it a seven, my score goes from seven nine to eight zero. Okay. All right, I'll take you. I'll take there you. There you go, we'll folks. Eight zero. Right. You heard eight it. Here. Let's go. But every, every, right. anybody who's listening, everyone knows scores are bullshit. I, you know. Well, that's, that's true. All, yeah. That's the most important nonsense. thing to take away. Just listen the to what we have matter. to say. Yeah. Our words, not not our numbers. Yeah. They don't make and sense. speaking of speaking of other things, we want you to listen. Want to say. Vito, are you, are you ready for me to go into this? The outro? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Alright, uh, listen to what we want, or listen to what we say and do it, because we're your favorite podcasters, and mm-hmm. my first order for you guys is to, pull, is to send us an email with your feedback on Ghost of Tsushima and other things and questions you might have for us to read aloud. Um... I have another directive for all of you, and that's to rate us on iTunes. Give us a five out of five. And uh, don't be a ghost, you know. Talk about oh. it with your friends. You know, tell tell everybody to listen to our podcast. Nice, that's nice. pretty good. Pretty good. Check out our occasional YouTube content at youtube.com slash brokencampfire. And, uh, well, you know, I, I don't want to... I'm not going to mix anything up, actually. We're just going to do the outro like we normally do, and uh, Charlie is going to give us the final word. Yeah, let's keep it traditional. <laughs> me as the final word? Why me? Yeah, how it always is. How okay. it always is. Yeah, how it always is, yeah. Um, I'd say, look, Goshima, really solid game. I would, for me personally, oh God, I would he's say... taking it seriously. <laughs> Oh, you're supposed to just say goodbye, dude. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> All right, you want to do three, Read two, one? Read your fucking script. Goodbye. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Three, three. Yeah, go ahead. Two, Count off. Two, one. one. Peace, guys. See ya. What an idiot. And I'll leave all of that in, plus this, and then that's three. <laughs> oh, no. We're going to leave all of it in. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Well, I thought I went pretty Charlie, well. Charlie, yeah. that's, a t- that's a test for whether you listen to the podcast. I did not. <laughs>